Hello, heathens, and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with your hosts, Godless Engineer and Caitlin. Now, let's get into the Bible. So, uh, Casey, um, I hear, you know, last time we got a word wrong. We got a word wrong? We got a word wrong. What word did we get wrong? Um, we said that Abraham heckled the guy, and it's haggled. But, I mean, we're not Jewish, so we wouldn't know that term, right? We didn't say, we said heckled? We said heckled, or at least I said heckled. You probably just went along with it because, you know, sick fan. I don't think so. I tell you you're wrong all the time, and we fight about it a lot. Yeah, well, today, <laughs> today I hear that we're actually going to be talking about some more haggling. Yes, over a hag. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not over a hag, over a woman. So, basically, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're going to be talking about Jews haggling for small children to be wed off to sons. I don't think small children, although I do not know how old Rebecca was in, in this. Mm. You ready to start this shit? Yeah, All let's right. do it. What is up, heathens? How are you guys doing today? Hi, y'all. Uh, today we are going to be going through and talking about Abraham haggling over Rebecca and and, and getting her to uh, marry her son, Isaac. His, his son. His son, Isaac. whatever. Why you call Isaac like like a sack, like a ball sack? I Isaac. That's Isaac. how they pronounce it in Isaac. like Jew. In- <laughs> 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 You're a fucking hot mess. So Abraham is not haggling with anybody or hankering with Wait, anybody. Or you're, you're telling me that Abraham has once again paid full price for for some property. Actually, Abraham sends his servant to find the woman. He can't even do the haggling himself. God damn it. We need to send this guy to Jew school. He's old, man. He's been haggling for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Haggling ain't easy. (laughs) It's hard out here for a Jew. Oh, my God. You're going to get us shut down. (laughs) So, so in today, so last time, you know, um, Sarah died and that was sad and we did the haggling thing. Right. And so now Abraham kind of, he, he realizes he's getting up there in age. Sarah died. He's sad and he feels the need to make sure that he arranges a wife for Isaac so that, um, Basically, his heir is married and has heirs because, you know, he's supposed to have heirs as numerous as all the stars in the sky. And currently his son has no wife. So no heirs. Right. So Abraham tells his chief servant, which is his oldest servant, to um, go and find a wife for Isaac. God damn, what a lazy bastard. Well, so it's interesting. It's an interesting story how this happens. And just so for reference, y'all, we're starting at Genesis um, chapter 24. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Amazingly enough, we have made it farther than most Christians. True. Uh, up top. Up top. <laughs> boom. <laughs> well, Genesis is kind of a bitch to read, to be honest. But so much. It's interesting because so much of Christianity 
and like what they teach and story so much is in Genesis. It's amazing. It it really is. Yeah. I mean, if you just ask Ken Ham, Genesis is all you fucking need. Well, <laughs> that and Moses. You got to have Moses. True true story. So you got to have Exodus, right? And then Leviticus is where all the hate rules are, so you got to have that. And then when you want to preach love, you skip to the New Testament. Like you yeah. I mean, you can, most Christians just, they just skip over this little bit of part. But I, I, I do have a lot to say on Rebecca here because there's a lot of controversy around this particular section. So. Okay. All right. Well then let's get, let's, let's get on with it. So I do, I do have part, part of this, this uh, Genesis chapter 24, the very beginning. Um, Abraham tells the servant, put your hand under my thigh I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among who I am living, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. So he wants a son, uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, he wants a wife for his son from his own kin. Well, now that's some straight up Southern trailer park shit right there. Hey, hey, listen, okay? I need you to go down to lot number 25, <laughs> and I want you to get Trisha down there. She's going to come over here and fuck little Izzy. Isaac. What's what's my bastard's name? Isaac. Mm-hmm. She's going to fuck Isaac. You understand me? If Trisha's not available, get Rebecca. Becky. Becky. You gotta call her Becky because Becky, Becky is a trailer park name. Oh God! If we have any, I'm so, I'm so, I'm not sorry. Becky's a trailer park name. Um, <laughs> well, so besides that, we know how that works. Keep it in the family, right? And that's you know historically what they do with royalty and things like that. And actually, at this time, um, I Abraham and his family were royalty, right? Because what the servant does is he goes to the land of Nahor. What? He does. He goes to the land of Nahor. And you know who runs Nahor? I don't know who. Abraham's brother, Nahor. So, like, the lands are named after him. So, basically, Rebecca is a princess, kind of. So, this is like, it's it's a weird Jew royalty thing at the time. Well, uh, I mean. they collect gold and shit. True. Surprise, surprise. And, I mean, yes, Abraham is kind of like royalty at this point because he's a patriarch and everything like that. But, I mean, I I just see, like, like, a dirty Abraham on a hill, like, planting his flag and being like, I am king of this hail. <laughs> all right, all of you people in the mobile homes down there will take all of your orders from me. And also, I'm fucking all your kids. Spoiler alert. Next time, Abraham gets a new wife. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> but but here's, so so if we just get back to the very beginning of this thing, forget the whole kin part. Uh, the people that we live are, with aren't good enough for my son. So let's go back to our kin and get his cousin um no, or but, may, maybe the conversation was like listen do we have any any like cousins or anything here we fucking don't god damn it we're gonna have to go all the way to nahor so we can fuck us some cousins yeah so they gotta get some cousin fucking going on so listen let's go back and and this is really probably not important and it's definitely not important to the story but i gotta ask Put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord. And then the end of it, he says, 
So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. What the fuck is up with that? Like, put your hand under my thigh. Are we ball fondling? Well, 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 well yes, Casey. Now, now, listen, hold on. It, he was probably like, hey, I need you to reach, reach around <laughs> and fondle my balls. <laughs> and then I need you to make a promise. <laughs> That's no, like, like, like the, the last thing you want to hear coming out your boss. <laughs> Can you imagine yourself like a janitor and your boss walks in and is like, listen, I need you to put your hand under my thigh and make me a promise. It's like, fuck, can we pinky swear or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a really weird thing. Like, swear an oath when in, in, like, instead of like, they didn't, obviously they didn't have put your hand on the Bible and swear an oath, right? But it's not like put your hand over your heart and swear an oath. No, it's put your hand under my thigh and swear an oath. It seems a little suspicious to me. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a lot. That's a lot like walking in, in into the doctor's office and a guy's like, "All right, drop your pants." I don't. I don't think you're wearing a doctor's coat. This is, I don't this know is if you the work waiting here. room, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't even been weighed and measured yet. <laughs> um. So. So I just. I think that's kind of odd. I know it has nothing to do with this passage, but it's weird. And and Bible things are sometimes weird. So I wanted to bring it up. Um. Some sometimes weird. Yeah. Where the fuck you been? Um, <laughs> for this whole podcast so far. I, I know, right? So, anyways, the servant says, okay, well, fine, but what if I can't find somebody from, you know, your country, like, from where you're from? What if I can't find a woman that will come back with me? Do I bring your son to back to your country? And Abraham was like, oh, no, 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 do not take my son back there. Um, the Lord God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's house, he'll send an angel before you so you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, um, you will be released from this oath, but do not take my son back there. It seems kind of weird. They never explain. It's never explained why, why Abraham does not want Isaac to go back there. All right, so hold on, maybe maybe I missed it. What go back where again? To his the country of his home, like his home country, Nahor. Oh, okay. Like his homeland. Well, he doesn't want him to go back there. Well, I, I mean, if he goes back there, he he's gonna end up seeing so many of his sisters and cousins that I mean. Well, he doesn't have any sisters. He's an only child. Well, I mean, except for you know. Well, I, I get uh, okay. So not literal sisters, but like you know. Cousins, family members, the women folk can maybe maybe he doesn't want want the one that uh that is picked out for him. I don't know. Maybe 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 he can't go back home because he fondled somebody else. Well, the servant sure did do some fondling. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, fondling is obviously a cornerstone to this d- Jewish tradition. So. I have, I'll be honest, and, and maybe maybe this is just me and, and other people do it differently, but I personally have never made a promise whilst fondling somebody. Wait, you haven't? No. You're missing out. 
I, 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 I don't think that we should tell that story here. I think that we should move on. All right, are you ready to move on? I'm, I'm ready. So the servant says, okay, I will do this for you. He, you know, does the ball fondling thing. And then, and then the next day he gets up and he, it says, then the servant took 10 of his master's camels and left, taking with him all kinds of good things from his master. He went by himself, right? Why the fuck did he take 10 motherfucking camels? Well, I mean, you know, you, you know, you know how people like to ride in bling now? Like, you get a lot of money, and, you know, it, the smart thing to do is, of course, buy $10,000 rims. That's, no, but okay. Well, that's that's his ten thousand dollar rims. He he comes in there and he's got his his Jewish rap music up turned loud, with turned up camels. loud with wearing, ten with ten camels wearing gold chains. Yeah, he's like, see, <laughs> I don't even need all these fucking camels, okay? But I brought them anyways. You know why? Because fuck all y'all poor motherfuckers <laughs> living in this trailer park. I live on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he takes all these fucking camels and he rides. Um, and he made his way to the town of Nahor. Well, so he had all of the camels kneel down near the well outside of the town. First of all, how you get ten, 10 camels to kneel in tandem? I don't know. He must have been a camel whisperer um, or done some butt stuff with them. <laughs> Or... I can just see it. I can just see it right now. Like, what would what would Abraham whisper whisper to the camel? Hey, I'll stick it in your butt if you don't kneel down right now. Well, so listen, think <laughs> think about a camel, and you get a camel to kneel. Is that not the Ooh. position face down, ass up? Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> look, look, maybe he broke their legs, and they immediately there's like, and no, you know, he didn't break their legs because he took them back. Oh. Maybe he took him back on a cart. I mean, who knows? He didn't take him back on a cart. Why would he break their legs? You are weird. <laughs> They're weird. Why do you have fucking ten camels in the first place? I don't know. Maybe maybe he, maybe he trained them all to like snap and it's like they're like oh fuck we got a kneel or he's gonna fuck us yeah circus camels maybe. what 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 do you think they had for animals out there back in the circus like like the circus that would come around to all the Jewish communities. I don't know. So far, I have not read about a Jewish circus circuit in the well, biblical time. Well, you know what? It, they, I'm sure they were there. I mean, pe- people got to be entertained by, you know, kneeling camels in the desert. At the well. Yeah. I wonder, did, do you think the camels spit like at Abraham? <laughs> like, he was that, he was, <laughs> like he was riding at the front of them, and the camels were in back like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and like hit him in the back of the head. He's like, "Which one did that? You'll get the dick later." <laughs> well, so I feel like he could name him Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen. <laughs> like I feel like I don't know. It's Jewish Santa, yay! Right. <laughs> so anyway, he has the camels kneel outside the town at the well, and it was toward evening, which was the time the women go out to the well to draw water. The women folks. The women folk go get their buckets and they go out to the well to get water at night. Um, so then he prayed. You ready? Oh, Lord, God of my master Abraham, give me success today and show me kindness to my master Abraham. 
Uh, see, I am standing beside this spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a girl, please let down your jar so that I may have a drink, and she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too, let her be the one you have chosen for the, for your servant Isaac. By this I will know you have shown kindness to my master. So he basically says, Lord, give me a sign. I'm going to do this, and this is the sign. This is the, this is the code word. So the code word is... Fondle my balls. <laughs> so, the, so the code word is, drink and I'll water your camels too. That's what she has to say. And then that's God's chick. That, that's the, that... Why can't God just fucking tell him? Like, why know. does it have to be all kind of, all like get smart, like fucking secretive shit? It's like the word <laughs> you're looking for is cryptic. Cryptic? Yes. But this right here seems a lot like the orange nose is against the flounder. <laughs> <laughs> and then you respond with, but only red mist flows from the butt. <laughs> kind of thing. Ew. Red. <laughs> Well, I don't even want to think about what's going on with red mist coming out of your butt. But let's let's just talk. Let's just move on. So uh, I would I would oh, like to oh, interject okay. with with not not so uh, lackadaisical kind of conversation here. Uh, there is a, a lot of controversy surrounding uh, what age the girl is at this point because there's no time period really no. given at all, like between when Rebecca is born and now. So we don't know if she's a teenager. We don't know if she's three years old. But if it was done in a more like reasonable time period, more than likely she would be between the ages of three and 12, maybe? Well, I'm guessing she's probably not three based on how this conversation goes. So we're, we're going to get to what relation she is, which makes which gives you kind of an inkling that she is significantly younger. Okay. Okay. Um, so before uh, the servant finished praying, you know how he was praying to God, you know, to with the, for the code words and shit? Yeah. Um, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. So she was old enough to carry a water jar on her shoulder. So she, you know, she had to be old enough to be able to do that and hold a jar full of water. All right. Um, she was the daughter of Bethuel, son of who was the son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. Okay, so if you're following along with I am my own grandpa, <laughs> she is the she is Isaac's brother's granddaughter to marry to marry or sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Abraham. She is Abraham's brother's granddaughter. So Nahor's nephew is marrying Nahor's granddaughter. Okay. So they're about a generation apart, right? They're as far as, so Isaac would be on the same level as Rebecca's parents. Ooh. Dang, talk about Robin from the grave. Or, sorry, cradle. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Robin from the cradle. You were really thinking about necrophilia. That's the that's the age level that we're working on. And Isaac, um, we know that Isaac is um he's not that old. I mean, he's I think he's probably Isaac is 37 when Sarah dies, and and Abraham arranges a wife soon after. Okay, so Isaac is 37, which means um 
Nahor's kids could be around the same age, which means at 37, you would have, you could have, they start having kids pretty young. I mean, she could be in her teens. I mean, I, I guess she could be, but it's not necessarily I mean, that she is, but no, no, but I mean, without any kind of clear indication as the timeline, there's, there's no way to know. No, like how, uh, there, there's a lot of people that'll agree that she was very young, mm-hmm. uh, when this happened, like, uh, possibly eight or nine rather than like three, but it, it's just like, it's the wide range. Cause what, what you do is you take like the earliest that it could be uh-huh. and then the latest that it could be. When you also have to consider that Abraham and Sarah had Isaac way late in their life right. also. So the the age difference between Isaac and uh, Nahor's kids that would have had Rebecca could be significant. Yeah. The age difference could be significant. Right. Um, we just I don't, mean, we just don't know. Can you uh, can you imagine a 37 year old going to Walmart and being like, ah, I'm going to find me a wife. In the little girl section, <laughs> like you would call the cops on that motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, but that's you? not how things worked. Oh yeah, you you get pregnant by the time you were like what twelve? Could. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, as long as you you had had your period, I mean, as long as a woman had, or as long as a girl well, was had started her period, yes, she could have children. Well, yeah, but but also the, it flies in the face of this whole idea that uh, morality is objective. Because I mean, if if the Bible has objective morality in it, yeah, I mean that means that it would permeate through time, like it would transcend time. True. And so I mean, the fact that you know, but the, the Bible does it, not have objective morality. No, it doesn't. I'm saying that this is one of those times when it shows off how uh, subjective it is because of the the culture that they're in. Yes, marry or finding a wife and you're 37 and she's like 12 or 13 was perfectly fine it was normal back then it was yes it, now though you would definitely call the cops and be like there's a creepy motherfucker and a mustache and and these weird well, glasses and well not necessarily you would hear in america and you would as a is a dominantly christian society i i mean it is it is um you would however right. muslims in 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 Muslim countries, not in America necessarily, but um, you know, in in countries that are made majorly Islamic, they have much younger, older men having much younger brides. They they marry children. Well, true. I mean, so even now that happens now. Now keep in mind, Islam is six hundred years younger as a religion than Christianity, so it's had six hundred years less to. Six hundred years fewer to learn and grow and and develop, right? So they're in an earlier stage. Six hundred years ago, Christianity wasn't so hot. Um, if anybody you know remembers your re- religious history, so um, you know it does happen. It still does happen. It's not it, just here in America. It doesn't happen in 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 predominantly Christian societies. Mm-hmm. It does not happen. True, uh, but uh, again, this whole entire discussion part right here is about objective morality and everything like that. So, I mean, that's all we're doing right now is pointing out how <laughs> how subjective like the Bible is across time and across 
cultures with right. other different religions. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is subjective. And anybody who says the Bible is objective morality is a complete fucking idiot. Um, okay. So let's move on real quick here. So Genesis chapter 24, 15 through 21. Um, before he'd finished praying, Rebecca came out with the jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter. We did this already. Sorry. Um, the girl was very beautiful a virgin no man had ever lain with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord, and, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all of his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. Now, to me, the fact that she was running back and forth to the trough and the well and the trough and the well and how subservient she was to this other servant who she did not know makes me think she was probably a younger girl or like a because how many women do you know that like a man says something and they fucking run back and forth to do what they say i mean you don't know any <laughs> of them but i'm just saying like <laughs> like her running around that's that's a very childlike thing to do don't you think well yeah but uh, i mean <clears throat> i think it all it, it it all winds up being with her being a young teenager Yes, I agree. I think the youngest that she could possibly be is a preteen. Probably, what? yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Which, to, I mean, I don't feel like that at that time is definitely not an inappropriate thing. Now we would think it is, but at the time. Well, yeah, true. But but the reason why, uh, the reason the reason why, you know, we focus on that and how inappropriate it is and everything like that is because of this whole you know, objective morality thing. Right. Uh, so. So uh, when the camels had finished drinking, uh, the servant uh, took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca, which um, a becca is about a fifth of an ounce or 5.5 grams. Um, and bracelets, uh, gold bracelets weighing 10 shekels, which is about four ounces or 110 grams. So he takes out a bit of gold for this time, you know, and he puts them on her. He puts the nose ring on her and these gold bracelets. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot help but to recognize the parallel between this and how pedophiles groom their victims. I'm just saying, like that's what that's what pedophiles do when they're grooming their victims, and and they're uh, you know they buy them jewelry, they adorn them with that kind of thing, they treat them special, and, and whatnot. I don't really know uh, what pedophiles do. Okay, I know, I know, <laughs> I know this because I've watched Criminal Minds, and Criminal Minds generally have good. Uh, uh, th that show has like a good analysis of how the different types of criminals act and oh, that, that, okay. that's I've, one of them i've never seen that show so that may be why um so he puts the gold bracelets on her and says please tell me uh, what she he, he asks her whose daughter are you please tell me is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night and she said i'm the daughter of bethuel son of milka born in nahor first of all when somebody says who's your mama or who's your daddy jesus fuck you have to say 
well, this is my mom and this is, or this is my dad and this is my dad's mom and this is my dad's mom's dad. Like who fucking says that shit? <laughs> uh, uh, people in the Bible is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. So the man bowed down and worshiped the Lord saying, praise be to the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me uh, on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. So he's happy because he basically is so far been successful in his journey. He thinks he's found the girl. Um, so the girl ran and told her mother, uh, her mother's household about these things. Rebecca had a brother named Laban, I think Laban L A B A N. Um, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. And as soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and heard Rebecca tell what the man had said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. He invited him in, said, why are you standing here? I prepared a house and the place for the camels. So the servant went in um, and they tried to feed him. And he said, no, no, before we eat, let me tell you this story. So basically the servant reiterates the entire thing that just happened the entire fucking thing like you if if they were writing the bible in biblical times and they had a computer they would just copy paste this shit right so we're not even going to go through all of it he tells the entire story of his mission how he prayed what abraham told him to do exactly what just happened um and says i praise so at the very end i praise the lord who led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. And then that ends that, that section. So he asks Bethuel for the daughter mm -hmm. says, can, can I have her? Um, <laughs> That's a weird fucking conversation. Right. Can, can, can I have your girl? Can I please I take your daughter? I just, I just want her so that we can breed her. I mean, that's all we, <laughs> that's all we really need. I mean, that's all right. I mean, can we like what kind of deposit we got to make on this uterus? Well, so we're going to we're going to talk about that. Um, But but there was no haggling or heckling or anything like that because. Uh, Bethuel and for some reason, Laban is answering, even though he's the brother, um, they said, this is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebecca. Take her and go and let her become the wife of your master's son as the Lord has directed. So basically they they're saying, well, it's not really our choice. God picked her. So here you go. And they just hand the bitch over. <laughs> that, that seems like something you would read in like a crime blotter or something like that. Now yeah. it's like parents just gave over their daughter to this guy who was like, oh, God selected her. And, and, and then there's an Amber Alert. I mean. <laughs> well, seriously. And I go back to what I talked about last week. Is faith really a thing? If somebody came to you, I know you don't have a daughter, but if you had a daughter, a 12-year-old daughter, and some guy came to you and said, God said that this that this is the girl um, for, you know, my master's son his chosen people that that this is the girl to breed and make all of the abraham's descendants you know um let me have your kid <laughs> no, if uh, that happened today wouldn't know what everybody would be like 
motherfucker, you get your van the fuck up out my front yard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't care how much free candy you fucking got. <laughs> you best and, watch out. And if you give her any more of those rubber bracelets from that vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was just going through it in my head. It's like a guy comes up to me and he's like, listen, I met your daughter at the water fountain over there. And she said, hey, and God told me that uh, my future wife would say, hey, so why don't why don't you just, you know, hand over the poo nanny? <laughs> and and like <laughs> I just I just see myself being like okay let me keep you here as long as I can while the cops come. Well, and any and I and you're an atheist, so so you know anybody saying God said you're not going to believe them. Even the most devout Christians today, I guarantee you, not a single one of them, save people who are institutionalized, would be like, oh. Okay, well, it was God's choice, so here you go. Like, the yeah. fuck? That is not going to happen. Nobody is going to do that. Well, and it, I say, where's the faith? Right. Well, and anybody that would ends up in, in on the local news at night. Right, for for negligence and not protecting your kid and all that. Like, come on now. This is this this just, I mean, there's no faith. There's no faith. No faith. Yeah, well, at least no no stringent faith. No. Like, like uh, I, I would I would I would say that there's probably an argument that there still is faith, but it's like convenient. It's faith. not real faith. It's not real faith because these stories in the Bible, no one today would do these things. We talked about that when Abraham went to kill Isaac. Yeah. No one would do that. Okay, so there are a crazy few, but they are they are accepted societally by Christians by Christians and otherwise as people who were crazy, right? Mm -hmm. None of them are ever accepted as possibly even legitimate things. They don't believe that things like these this actually happen, even though they believe in their book. And if they do, if any of them do, the herd mind says these people are crazy. And that's not just us talking. I mean, yes, of course, we think all of these people are fucking crazy. But even those people think that these people are crazy. So to me, I just feel like they say they have faith that there's a God. But really, I feel like all they do is they just need to feel like somebody is taking care of them when they can't, when they feel like they can't take care of themselves. And it really is not real faith. It's just I need to feel like I'm not alone. Well, yeah, I would say that that's probably a good bit of it. But I mean, you know, that that's just how Christianity has always been is it rolls with society. You know, it goes along with societal changes. And the you know, this this is just another example of that. Um because you know, of course, no Christian, uh, no sane Christian, would willingly hand over their daughter to somebody who says that God was talking to them. Um, and and I mean, I just think that goes to show, you know, exactly how much Christianity has changed and and would change. I mean, because you don't you don't have any less crazy well, these, shit happening in the New Testament. Well, these people weren't Christians. Now they were Jews, but well, they, they, Jews wouldn't fucking do this either. Not today. Well, well no. <laughs> but I mean, Jews have their muzzies might. No, oh, mu Muslims, 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 <laughs> Muslims. <laughs> well, and and well, I mean, Jews today still have their own, um, like uh, 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 child abuse scandals. Yeah, 
uh, like the the um, saunas and whatnot over over in Jerusalem and and just that part of the Middle East. I mean, they they have like kids that that uh, you know are quote unquote seen as you know adults or whatnot, and so they they go into these saunas by themselves and they end up getting uh, molested and raped and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, th- there's still very much a culture like of that. Yeah, you know that kind of of mindset in the in the Jewish, especially the Hasidic Jews, I would say. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, which I know we kind of went off on a tangent, so they basically said, "Yes, here, take our kid." He brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing, uh, and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave costly gifts to her brother and her mother, and then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, send me on my way to my master. Um, But Rebecca's brother and mother replied, let the girl remain with us 10 days or so, and then you may go. No explanation for why um, they they wanted 10 days. Can you can you think about any reason why they might want to just because, hey, let's have a little bit more time with her because we got to prepare her for what she's going into. I don't know. Seven days plus three. I mean, at that point, it's like, oh, the number 23 is everywhere. <laughs> Illuminati. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so the servant said, do not detain me. Now that the Lord has granted success to my journey, send me on my way so I may go to my master. Um, so the mother and the brother said, let's call the girl and ask her about it. I don't know why her opinion all of a sudden fucking matters because they didn't ask her before they decided to give her to somebody. They asked her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent uh, Rebecca on her way uh, along with her nurse and Abraham's servants and his men. Oh, apparently he did have men with him. Um, They blessed Rebecca and said to her, our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of their enemies. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I, I don't I, I don't know i was the gates of the enemies i just kept thinking about women with their legs spread and being called gates see i was thinking it might be the back door uh. <laughs> dear god this show i don't even know why y'all listen to this so then at the end of genesis chapter 24 Isaac uh, comes back from where he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate. He looked up and saw the camels approaching. Uh, Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. Why? Oh, I I don't know. I don't know why she would. I mean, God sees everything. What I guess she didn't want Isaac to see her face. I'm not really sure. Maybe she was trying to be modest. Maybe she was scared or nervous. She was trying to be a muzzy. <laughs> she was the proto muzzy. Stop. stop. Um, then the servant told Isaac all that he had done. So we get the fucking story. And Isaac brought her. This is this is kind of weird. I have I have issues with this here. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother Sarah, who just died, and he married Rebecca apparently that night. So she became his wife and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Basically, he got fucked. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what that means? Yeah. He was say. comforted. He, he, was, he was very comforted. I mean, he was drained. 
it went and and comforted in his mother's tent because that's not weird. Like, why don't you go to your own room? Why do you got to go fuck in your mom's bed? All right, after she just died, that's weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. That seems like some fetish shit. Like, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on, baby, let's fuck in my mom's room. She's dead as shit. <laughs> that's, no. <laughs> that'll get that'll get me off so hard. I fucking killed her. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Just you know, won't you take it? <laughs> I mean, if I was a twelve-year-old girl, I'd run away. Um, <laughs> I'd I'd probably knock his ass out now. But like at twelve, I'd probably run. Of course, they got married, so she's his wife now. So, well, yeah, because she was she was taught that you know, oh, this is normal shit. Yeah, you know, so I mean, of course, it was normalized. Yeah, all I know that normally there's you know a lot of different kinds of small stories that we talk about, but this day, which is January 11th in the book, was all about Abraham finding which Abraham didn't do a goddamn thing, but all about Abraham finding Isaac a wife. Um, so that's all we've got for today. Next week, um, Abraham gets married to Keturah, um, and then he dies. So- oh, finally, that fuck dies? <laughs> yes. Who is going to claim the king? Who's going to claim the top of that hill now? Isaac. Oh, fuck, yeah. You know, his only son other than Ishmael? Yeah. Right. I can see Ishmael. Like, uh, what, what if it was? It was like Genesis twenty-four, yeah. Again, <laughs> redemption. Ishmael comes back and fucks Isaac up. Well, so we do. We do talk a little bit about Isaac, or I'm sorry, about Ishmael. Next time, um, we get the last account of Ish- Ishmael in the Bible. The last thing we hear about him, and that's following Abraham's death. Um, then we talk about Esau and Jacob. Um, and we'll learn about who they are and why they are important. We will talk about um, Esau's birthright and how he sells it, right? And we're going to talk about Isaac following in Abraham's footsteps. I bet you Esau doesn't haggle at all. <sighs> yeah, I... Um... Probably gets the worst deal for it, too. <laughs> well, it's we'll learn about it next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we really appreciate you joining us today. Sorry if we seem kind of off. We're we're fighting off some congestion, and plus, I've got a business trip next week. Motivation. <laughs> oh, also, in case you you hadn't noticed, I know that we haven't been doing these. We didn't do these for a while until last week, but we switched um doing from doing these on Tuesdays and Thursdays to only doing these on Tuesdays because now we uh John publishes. Bible questions on Thursdays. Yeah, and those are those are pretty fun. I like I like looking at the you know the contradictions and everything in the Bible. So it's a bit different, but still related to what we do on Tuesdays. Yes, it is related, and it's also helpful to me because I uh, tomorrow actually I start my master's classes to get my master's degree in systems engineering. So uh, if anybody, which I know there are some of you out there who are engineers, y'all know being in engineering school is a bitch. Um, So I'll be doing that, and I'm going to George Washington University, so that's awesome. I'm Mm -hmm. really excited, but it also is going to limit my amount of time that I have. So doing these once a week is just easier for both of us. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, that we we just kind of casually do this. This isn't meant to be a serious analysis or anything of it. We it bullshit. is a serious analysis. Uh, oh, we talked about fondling balls tonight as a way to pinky swear. 
How's that a serious analysis? Well, <laughs> that's what the Bible said. Yeah. I mean, not exactly putting your hand under my thigh. I mean, the, uh, we interpret. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I would what I would like to hear from everybody, if you've made it this far, is go down below, leave a comment about what in the fuck the camels were thinking, or you know, when when they were kneeling or they were traveling with Abraham <laughs> on the way. Like, not fuck Abraham. This guy. The servant. The oh servant. yeah, the servant. Abraham Sorry. stayed the fuck in the tent. Remember? Yeah, he did. He was lazy as shit. But he was old. Abraham is old. You got to think about it. Abraham's like 137 years old. Right. So leave a comment with what you think the camel said about the servant as they were traveling and as they were kneeling and everything. Leave that comment. and uh, I want to know how you think the servant got all of the camels to kneel at the same time. That would be that. Would, that that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, other than circus trained camels for their circus in the desert theme thing i don't know anyways we'll uh we'll talk to you guys later have a nice night yep don't forget to stand up and use your voice bye heathens bye y'all